This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. Greetings, episode 26. Bax, what is going on? How you doing? Another day, another day, my brother. Another day, another dollar, or just another day, another day? Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it is a little chilly out for Florida standards. As everybody knows, we're in Florida. A little chilly in my book. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean... It's better than Syracuse, New York, bro. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Syracuse Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, you know, for Christmas, one of my other gifts I got for Christmas was an electric blanket. And, uh, yeah, my electric blanket didn't last me very long. You know, Christmas is not a what? Not even a month away? A month ago? At this point, as a recording, we're mid-January right now. So, uh, yeah. Wow. You know what happened? What? La Beast. My... Our show dog, LaBeast, chewed on the wire to the electric blanket. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm dead serious. I, was, I mean, I was sleeping one night and uh, the you know, the wire, uh, it's a very long wire for this electric blanket. It's, it's uh, I don't even know what the name, brand name it is. It's, a, it's like a Felice, a Felice blanket or whatever the heck it is. But yeah, it, uh, the wire was on the floor and my dog chewed on it. I'm just surprised my dog didn't get electrocuted. I, I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, so I was the next morning. I always like um, clean up the wires uh, from the uh, the, um, the electric blanket. I fold, you know, we make the bed every day and all that stuff. And I was folding the uh, uh, blanket and I take the wire, disconnect it because I don't like to keep things plugged in, you know, just for, you know, fire reasons or whatever. And I just have that superstitions. But uh, I, I was starting to roll up the wire and I ran my fingers along the wire and I was like, something pricked me. I was like, what in the world? So I looked down at the wire and it was like all chewed up with dog teeth in there. So I end up trying to go into uh, back to Walmart and see if I could try to buy a new one. Well, I guess there are a lot of people out there had the same idea of getting themselves an electric blanket because it's been so chilly out and uh, they've been out of stock. So yeah, so I out without electric blanket until I got home and I decided, you know what, I'm going to MacGyver it. So I got a bunch of electrical tape and some electrical um, you know, clips for it, and I re-spliced the wire, and it works just good as new right now. Are you an electrician too, huh, bro? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I always wanted, I was, was interested in electrical work. I've done electrical work on my house. Um, I installed the undercounter kitchen lights in my uh, kitchen. We had to hook up an outlet, ran the wire up the wall, a separate switch, and then... Uh, above my pantry area, we got all these LEDs that shine up onto the ceiling and we could change the whatever color. So we have an outlet up there to plug it in. And when it's Christmas time, we could put our de Christmas decorations up there and just, just, you know, turn it on and off with the uh, actual wall switch. But uh, yeah, uh, so electrical work is all, you know, real, real, uh, it's like, I don't know, a little hobby, I guess. I mean, I could do a lot of, I'm not licensed. I mean, I'm not an electrician, but uh, you know, I, I do that kind of work as well. So, and, you know, stuff around the house. I mean, could only imagine how much money really costs, you know. What do you think it will cost to get an electrician out to install under-counter lights with outlets and new switches? A couple hundred bucks? A couple hundred bucks or so, yeah. So uh, $100 just to come out. Yeah, just to say, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, and then, um, uh, you know, you know, being in Florida, you know, we're prone to hurricanes and all that stuff. So I we have a backup generator for the house and uh, – I bought this uh, generator uh, off of uh, 
some one of my neighbors was selling it. That's what he was doing. And this is like back in 2014 or something like that. And he was selling his generator. It was like a uh, 13,000 watt um, a peak performance, 8,500 watt uh, continuous performance because you'll have that surge of spike of energy. So it's meant to take up to 13,000 watts just for a short amount of time. And then until the appliance or the refrigerator or the air conditioning kicks in, it doesn't draw as much power. So um, he actually sold me his generator for like 600 bucks, electric start, brand spanking new in the box. And then he also sold me the um, junction box that actually you could plug the generator into the fuse box. You know, um, you know, people, I, I mentioned, put on Facebook, like, this is what I did. This is really cool. And people are like, don't do that. Don't do that. You'll electrocute the electric, the guys on the street when they work. No, it, it's, it's, it's an actual uh, junction box, uh, transformer type switch. I don't even know what it's called, but, uh, basically it's a, uh, override switch. So basically, uh, the, the generator plugs into this box with the 220 outlet and you actually, uh, flip the switches and takes the Tico is our pay, power company here in uh, Tampa Bay. It takes the power away or it disconnects the power to the street and then just runs the house. So I can run the central air. I can run, you know, some select zones in the house so we got electricity and uh, we actually, actually I bought that for one of the hurricanes many years ago. But the funny part was all my friends were out, out without power for like a week, man, I didn't have any power issues. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't get the chance to use my generator. I mean, I'm glad, you know, power, you know, hurricane in the middle of the summer. I mean, you can only imagine how hot it can get. So, uh, I was just concerned about, you know, running the central AC and all that stuff. So, but yeah, that's one of my little uh, little hobbies I like to do is just, uh, electrical work and do it DIY and you know save save the money, man, save the money, put it towards that Tesla stock. Well, I know if something goes wrong, who else I'm camping out at, bro? Oh yeah, absolutely. We everybody knows to come here because I got the uh, central air hook all hooked up. I even have my family members like sleep over when it uh, they actually they were out of power for like a week. And uh, it was actually my uh, brother, he was here with his wife and kids for like two nights or something like that. And, uh, you know, and, I mean, we had power to begin with, but we would have power, you know, with the generator either way. So, but I was also thinking in one of those Generac generators, uh, the one that controls the whole house, you know, they're like five, $6,000 and all that stuff. And we have natural gas coming into our property here. So uh, uh, that, that's how it would be fueled by. But, uh, you know, but the power doesn't even go out over here. I'm seriously, I think it went out like twice in my 10 years of living here. So it's not, you know, cost effective. I can only imagine if, you know, if it went out like three times a month, then it'll be well cost effective. But yeah, man, that's a little electrical work is a little uh, fun little project that I do on the side. All right, bro. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I enjoy that stuff, especially when I was in shop class. Did you take shop? Was it called shop back in the day when you went to school? What uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't do shop. That wasn't an elective for me. Okay, but they did. Was, they did call. It they shop. had it. Yeah, they had shop, but I didn't have to do shop. I think I got a chance to pick through. I mean, from um, I think it was music or something like. They gave us another elective to pick from. Oh, but a I didn't bunch pick of. Shop. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I was more hands on. You know, I was into carpentry. Uh, you know, stuff like. That. But I don't even think they're called shop class anymore uh, this day and age do you know what your kids or your kids are getting a little older what did they call it uh, shop class what do they call uh, it I mean, like civil engineering I don't know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be in um high school but they did talk about um closing like certain schools down they said because the kids are learning stuff they don't need so they're going to rearrange stuff to be a little bit more vocational 
So where they're going to take uh, home ec. Did you have to take home economics? Because that, uh, that, that was I, a requirement. Yeah. yeah, that was a requirement. So all the, yeah, <laughs> this is going back a long time ago, folks. But yes, home economics, for those who remember that could possibly relate to that, uh, yeah, home economics. Uh, they taught us cooking. They taught us sewing. They taught us like how to run a household and all that stuff. I was all popular with the girls in shop class because I did all the work for them. You know, operating the bandsaw and uh, the table saw and all the hand tools and all that stuff. We made uh, all these little projects, and then and then if so happens, those same girls were in the shop class. They helped me out with the cooking and the sewing and all that stuff. So hey. Practice to be husband and wife as well, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, they called it. <laughs> they called they called it uh, home economics, and I heard they're going to eliminate that. I mean, really? I mean, that stuff is so important these days. I mean, you get out, you know, into the real world. You need to know that. You know, they don't even teach. No, you're right. You're right. We need that stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah I mean, but. the people that I deal with at my uh, place of employment. Uh, you get some of these teenagers coming in and they don't even know how to write their name in cursive, you know, or they don't even know the word signature means. They don't even know what signature you're dealing with. I'm dealing with 15, 16 year old people at some, at some times uh, in the course of my work and they don't even know how to write their name. I was like, really? You don't even know to write your name. And they're like, I don't know cursive. Like you don't know cursive. I mean, I don't know why, why, why they don't teach them the cursive is beyond me. I mean, that's like the, basics of life or you know or functionality or being independent is knowing how to write your name what are you going to do when you you know sign that marriage certificate or uh you know mortgage papers i mean you know when you close on a house you've got a thick thick ass mm -hmm. pile of papers you have to sign what are you going to print your name all this time oh my god i can only imagine how long is that's going to take they're going to talk type it <laughs> they'll talk type it i know i know they'll they'll probably eventually do electronic but you know, when I closed on my house, you know, it was that stack of papers with the notary. And, you know, you just have that way of signature. You got it. You do you have a technique? Well, when I sign my signature, yeah, I do. Yeah. You so. So, yeah, it's it doesn't when you look at your name, does it look like backs a billion? Uh, it doesn't. I just <laughs> it looks like you, you just see one, you know, you notice one <laughs> letter and the rest is just. <laughs> A scribble Nike sign. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I hate to bring this guy's name up, but Donald Trump, he's got an interesting signature. It's like, I don't know, it looks like a heart monitor, doesn't it? You know, like beep, beep, beep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never, I never seen I never seen a signature, but all right, I would well, assume, yeah, signing well, all those checks. You got to be crazy. Oh, they got all the executive orders and everything else he had to sign while he was in office. Oh, man. The inauguration is going to take place in a few more days. I mean, the time the show was uh, out, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, it already happened. But uh, this is pre-swearing uh, uh, swearing in. Swearing, is that the right word? Swearing? Sworn in? Yeah, I guess. But yeah. So is it? Is it the 19th or the 20th? It's actually this Wednesday at 12 noon. I thought it was tomorrow. I thought. Yeah, me no, too. No, it's uh, Wednesday at 12 noon. Uh, as far as I know. <laughs> I, because I, I saw something on TV and it was like, I, I, I literally, I thought it was the day after, uh, after MLK day. So, but, uh, today is MLK day. Uh, no, I didn't see any parades. I, I think they did a virtual parade, uh, today here in our Tampa Bay market. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. I heard they canceled some of the parades or, uh, actually one of the major cities. I don't know what city it is either St. Petersburg or Tampa or one of those uh, cities. They're actually going to move it to, uh, Juneteenth, which I think is like June sometime in June. And they're going to do an MLK slash Juneteenth 
uh, parade. So uh, to uh, honor uh, Dr. King and his legacy and his speech and uh, all that good stuff. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. So with COVID, I mean, with everything, you know, just being, it's just a different world now, a totally different world. I don't a know. whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was like Aladdin. Was that Aladdin? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out of town this past weekend. Okay. Something I haven't done besides boys weekend back in October uh, when I talked about all those flat tires. Yeah. Now, this is a good time for all the listeners. What are you my talking about about boys weekend? I had a boys weekend from hell. Uh, actually the title of the show is, um, uh, something about boys weekend went wrong. Listen to that episode. It's in our archives and our podcast D- download that because man, when you plan a boys weekend out of town and you, uh, have uh, major issues one after the other, something is not right to be something is not right. But yeah. So I went away with the family out to Orlando. My wife had to take care of some uh, personal business, uh, over the weekend and, uh, we, we, we end up staying at this uh, hotel. It's not even a hotel. It's In my eyes, it felt like more of a no-tell motel type deal. You know, mm-hmm. it, we just had to, we, we basically, we just wanted a place to sleep. That's all we were you know, worried about. You know, usually when I uh, stay at a hotel, I like to stay at the pool, you know, take advantage of the workout area, or just just enjoy the property. You know, we, my wife and I love to go to JW Marriott. Or we love to go to the Ritz Carlton. We love to stay at the the Hyatt's uh, uh, hotels down in Key West and all, all those other places. So we're used to the resort lifestyle. You know, the having the spa and all that stuff. Well, this place was a like a no tell motel. So I pull up into this place. Uh, it's in Orlando. I'm not going to say the name of it. And the, the hotel was under a hundred dollars. I mean, I gave my wife a budget. <laughs> the one time my wife sticks to a budget, it really nips us in the ass. <laughs> well, so how, how did you get it to stick to the hat? <laughs> well, you know, everything in Orlando right now is dirt cheap. I mean, you could get a three-star Holiday Inn for like, you know, 60 bucks a night you know, for this past week. And I don't know about this, you know, uh, currently right now, but I'm sure you could. But yeah, everything's really cheap. I, I don't know why. It's, it, it, I mean, the place, Orlando was still packed. Traffic was still there. People were eating at restaurants and all that stuff. So uh, my wife found this. Um, it, it was geared to kids. And it was a rundown motel. And I guess these owners, they, they bought it and they redid it. You know, they cleaned it up. Uh, you know, they redid the bathrooms. It, it was presentable, but it wasn't to like my liking. I, I don't know. I like the modern look. Um, I love the, the hotels that have the mirror in the bathroom with the light behind it. It's just something about the modern feel, the glass showers and all that stuff. I, I love all that. I just, I, I really want to redo my master bathroom like that. But of course, you know, it takes a lot of money to do that. But uh yeah, so we get to, uh, she makes his reservation at this hotel. And of course, you know, these uh, travel websites, the pictures are like done professionally. You know, it, it's sort of like, remember what Laura used to say when Laura was on our show? Catfishing. <laughs> yeah, they, they lied to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I felt like I was catfished on it. Until, you know, you go to the certain websites, uh, you know, was booking websites. I love the candid photos. And I did look at some of the pictures. I kind of knew it wasn't like a nice fancy hotel or motel. But, uh, you know, one one picture, it had, let me put it this way, it had decent reviews. 
But somebody, and of course, every like 10th review, it was always somebody that uh, mentioned, oh, it was horrible, you know, it was loud or whatever. And uh, one lady posted uh, roaches in the bathroom and on the refrigerator, you know, like on the refrigerator, uh, you know, where roaches walk along the seal, I guess that rubber seal. She took some pictures and I was like, oh, really? But that was like the only one out of like the 400, uh, you know, res- all the 400 uh you know, uh, comments or uh, reviews, I guess is the right word to say. And uh, I was like, all right, well, just one out of the 400. Maybe it's just a fluke thing because, you know, people do get bugs in their house. And, you know, yeah, you know, it's it, it, it could happen. So I was like, all right, you know, you got to take those negative reviews with a grain of salt. But some of those reviews, every like 10th one are like, this is not a good place. No, it's not, not good. No, 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 no. And a lot of them are like, Oh, wonderful. They do a lot to do for the kids. You know, the staff is great. The whole nine yards. And next thing you know, uh, I was like, all right, you know, I looked at the pictures and of course I was catfished and somebody took some, not, it was many, not many candid reviews. So otherwise I would have gone by that, but uh, not reviews as far as pictures and nobody really taken a lot of pictures. It looked okay. But anyway, so we pull up there and I think when my car was the nicest car in the parking lot, let me put it that way, that should already tell you something. And we pull mm-hmm. up and the, the sign on the door, you know, wear your mask. Okay. No problem. But Check-in starts at 4 p.m. If nobody is here, you can't check in. I'm saying like, really? They have a sign on the door saying you can't check in before 4 p.m.? And it was already like 4.30, you know, the time we got there into the hotel or the motel. And we, uh, so I, I go in and I uh, checked in. And next thing you know, I, uh, I get to the counter. The lady was nice. Uh, everybody was social distancing. Everybody had their silly little mask on and, uh, you know, the plexiglass and all that stuff. I gave them my credit card, gave them my name. And I signed a bunch of things. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, the COVID, you know, the COVID uh, waiver, you had to sign. You had to uh, sign to let them know if you were going to be longer, you would, you know, you won't be getting house cleaning services. That's another thing I noticed. That's the one other thing I noticed. A lot of these hotels, I don't care who, who it is, but they're not cleaning every day. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, you know what? If I'm paying, you know, $100, you know, $100 $200 a night, I want my room or at least be presentable when I get back. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I guess the COVID era, it's, it's different now. So, yeah, so I, I signed all this paperwork and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, they, they gave us a key card. It wasn't like a doorknob key because if that, <laughs> trust me, you have you ever stayed at hotels? They gave you a key, not a key card. Yeah. Okay. Like an old, like an old, like back in the days though, like one of those big keys. Yeah. The big keys on the big key chain. It's like, if the key's lost, you know, posted guaranteed, you know, just drop it in the mail. No, they actually gave us a key card. It was great. Okay. And I like key cards because, you know, it's, they're more convenient. You can stick it in your wallet versus putting on your keychain. So I, I, signed the paperwork and she's all right your room blah 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 here's the map you drive around and my and i was like okay thank you so i get in the car and we put the car in drive and the landscaping was fair it was nothing to go bragging about and we turned the corner and it was just it started getting a little scarier around the corner and i was concerning hmm I wonder if my car is going to be here in the morning. I was like wondering if anybody's going to break into my car overnight. But it was gated. It was gated. Uh, there was an actual mm-hmm. electronic gate for you to get out. And then to come in, you, there was only one way in and one way out. So we parked the car and uh, we opened up the, ha- the trunk to take our suitcases out. And of course, we were on the second floor and there was no elevator. Okay. And, you know, of course, you know, 
being out all day, you're tired and you know, you want to bring your suitcases up. You got to carry it up the stairs. Uh, I mean, it wasn't much. It wasn't, you know, we had three suitcases for a family of four for overnight. I mean, we over extremely overpack in our house. So then I, uh, we lugged the stuff upstairs and, uh, my wife says, Oh my God, what's the matter? Lady over there is just sitting there smoking a big fatty. I was like, really? I mean, you don't expect to see this at a hotel or any type of, you know, type of major chain hotel. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with weed, but you just don't expect that. So uh, we get up to the room and uh, unlock the door and we walk in and I'm waiting for like cockroaches to come out. At this point, I'm like, my mind is going at this point. And I walk in and I'm looking around. All right, it's not too bad. It could be a little bit cleaner because I'm really meticulous. Like if you walk in, you know, if the door jam areas, you know, when people close the doors, you, you, sometimes the door gets a little bit dirty. That's a stickler with me. That's a, a, a really big thing with me. Even in my own house, you know, we make sure we wash the doors and there's no fingerprints on the walls and all that stuff. And it was already on that door, the back of the door. It sort of like turned me off a little bit as I walked in. I was like, oh God. So I walked in and the bathroom was like any other bathroom. It was anything to write home about. It had a shower curtain and I did look into the shower. It did have a couple strands of hair on like along the wall or like the seam of the bathtub in the wall. And I was like, Oh God. All right. I'm just thinking at this point. All right. They already charged my credit card. Let's just, just wing it through the night. It's just a place for us to put a head down at night. That's all. And uh, you know, my kids were walking in. Oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. No, it's not awesome. <laughs> I got to turn my kids into hotel snobs. Yeah. But so, you know, it's all good. I mean, you made it out of there. That's, that's we made the it out of there thing. alive. So we're looking around and my wife is just looking at me like, and of course, of course, of course, it's my fault. This is my fault that I chose this motel. But I said to her, I said, I didn't, I didn't book it. I didn't choose it. I just said stick with an $100 budget for the night because we just got to take care of our business and just leave. It wasn't really a pleasure trip that we were just doing, just taking care of what we had to take into care of and in and out of Orlando within the next morning. And of course, I was like, oh, it's my fault. You know, you know, everybody can relate to this. The husband always gets blamed on something when something goes wrong. Does that happen in your house, Bax? Uh, sure does. <laughs> I just don't pay. I just don't pay no attention to it. Though. Oh, okay. No, I, t- I take it to heart in my house, but uh, yeah. So it was my fault. But okay, I'll just let it be. And but uh, I, I took some snapshots of my wife, just given that look of face uh, on her face, like, oh, really, this place? Like, really? Yes, dear. This is the place we chose, <laughs> or you chose. But yeah. So uh, we uh, end up uh, staying out there for a little bit. You know. I don't know. I, what do you think of AstroTurf, the, the fake grass? What do you think of that? You see that on football fields. You see it at the Tampa Bay Rays Stadium. What do you think of that? It belongs in the sports arenas. Where else should it go? Okay. Well, this hotel had this grass, this fake AstroTurf gra- grass all over, all the common areas. There was one big field. Uh, it had a kid's playground. And the kid's playground, it was cute. It was cute enough, uh, but it was all AstroTurf. And I'm saying to myself, this is Florida. 
St. Augustine grass grows really well. If you take good care of it, you get good sun, there should be no reason why they couldn't get the Astro, um, regular St. Augustine grass because that would thrive very well. If it was under oak trees and all that stuff, yeah, they'll have an issue with because St. Augustine grass doesn't grow too well in, in, uh, underneath the trees sometimes. But yeah, it, it, it was just, I don't know, it just felt a little tacky in my eyes. But... It, it just the kids the kids played and they had a good time and uh, they had a little video game center with the kids and you know like a little Xbox type thing and a foosball table and uh, you know air hockey table and all that stuff it was a little bit I don't know it was just a little tacky and they had a lot of inspirational signs this is not what I'm used to remember at their old or old employment where me and you used to work years ago uh, we there was those inspirational things uh, like by the restroom or in the hallway or anything you remember that Bax yeah sure I do. Okay, so this hotel had that kind of stuff, but all over the common areas. Everywhere you look, there was like the God Ten Commandments. There was uh, signs saying family first, respect others. And it was, you know what? Don't tell me how to act. I act like a normal person, but I just felt it was a little put offy, if that's even a word. Put offy to like read this stuff while I'm in this hotel. Felt like I was at school or you know or religion class or something like that. It was just kind of, it did it put me off. I mean, some people find it that's you know inspirational and God bless, that's fine. Okay, perfect. But to me, I don't need that in my life. I really don't need those type of inspirational signs and everything else about family first. No, I just want to look at a nice landscape. That's what I want to look at. But but so that was my experience at this uh, no tell motel. Holiday Inn, and <laughs> nothing against Holiday Holiday Inn, and they have a good product, but uh, it wasn't. It was not a Holiday Inn either. It was just an off-brand, uh, privately owned uh, motel. That's crazy, man! You made it out of that thing. Did you bring, <laughs> I made, did yeah. you bring any extra family members with you? No, in no, cases? no, no. As <laughs> soon as we um, came home, we actually, uh, my wife asked for a late checkout, and we always take advantage of the late checkout. We never did it. We never took advantage of the late checkout, and uh, for this past trip you know we wanted to like wake up late man i woke up around 1 30 in the morning i was like looking at my watch i was like it's not morning yet and normally i could sleep through the like a baby at a hotel or a motel whatever I, I normally could sleep like a baby and i just could not wait to the morning and get out of there and i woke everybody up around 7 30 and it's like all right guys what do you want for breakfast we're gonna go out to uh you know we went out to a, a breakfast place over on uh in, in orlando and uh we just could not get out of there quick enough. And we were back home. And the time we uh, came home, we didn't even, we, we, we cl- opened the garage, closed the garage, and we didn't even get past the fr- the door from the garage inside the house. We had to everybody stripped down, unload all the uh, the suitcases, and we didn't want to bring the clothes inside the, the house. That's how concerned I was. I didn't think there was anything. There was no other hitchhikers. But, it you know, of course, it just it crossed your mind, you know? It always does in those little shabby places. Exactly, exactly. So that was my fun experience. I know I've been talked about it for a long time, but I'm sure other people on this podcast listening sure could relate to an incident or two in their lifetime of uh, <laughs> those uh, shady uh, no-tell motels, Holiday Inn. It's not really Holiday Inn, but it just rhymes. What song was that? Hotel, no-tell, Holiday What song was that? Do you remember? Hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. Oh, man, I forget. It's some rap song, though. Yeah, it's a rap song. Yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> that's somehow sticking in the back of my head. Man, I can't remember that same song, but you know what? This this is another song I love. I don't know. Do you like Pitbull? Yeah, all right. he's okay. Okay, yeah. How about this one? Hotel Room Service by Pitbull, this one here. 
Oh man, I love this song. Oh, that's a good song. I don't know. Something about Pitbull. Pitbull reminds me, he's Mr. 305. It's like Miami vibe, you know, it's just tropical and all that stuff. I don't know. Ever since he, uh, I don't know. I always love, I always love Pitbull. Something about Pitbull. I, I really enjoy a lot of his songs. Yeah. He's good in the club, man. He make you want to, you know, turn up in the club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, what else Pitbull does? Pitbull's got a ton of songs. I like the one that he did for, I think it was, um, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line, I think it was. And the one that for Florida, he talked about Florida. I think, actually, you know, State of Florida hired him to do a uh, promotional song. And uh, it was very catchy. And uh, it was the, it was very, they didn't disclose what this song cost the State of Florida for the tourism industry. All right, Bax, I remember now. I remember it's, it's a song called Sexy Beaches. I don't know. This song definitely rings Florida. What part of Florida you like the best? I like Southern Florida. I like Miami. Yeah, something about Miami. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they don't like Miami whatsoever. But I don't know. Something about Miami. There's beautiful people down there. The culture. I love the Spanish culture. I love... I don't speak a lick of Spanish at all, but... Uh, I don't know. The people down there, the clubs and uh, the restaurants and the hotels, the beaches. Yeah, this one here is uh, it's called Pipple with uh, Sexy Beaches. And uh, they actually, he wrote this song. There's a little history to this. This song was written for the Florida tourism industry for the state of Florida. And uh, they won't disclose on how much they cost, uh, they charge Pitbull to do this. But he wrote this song for their uh, tourism commercial. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can go look it up on YouTube. Uh, I don't want to play it too long, and you know, get the uh, pit bull, uh, pit bull uh, biting my leg here, and uh, <laughs> and say you were playing my song on your podcast here. So, but yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's another good song. So, yeah, pit bull, pit bull is one of my favorite. Uh, and they also did the uh, was it the Norwegian cruise line? Uh, that that was uh, another cool song. Norwegian. It is. It definitely is. I like. I like Norwegian Cruise Line. Yeah, the other song was uh, Nor Norwegian Free Free. Uh, by uh, they did actually on the Norwegian Cruise Line. I think it was the um, Norwegian Freedom. I think it is. I can't remember, but yeah, he uh, he was the godfather of that ship. So that's why it was such a big deal. Here's this song. If, if you don't if you don't remember it. Now let's get to the hook. Let me fast forward a little bit. And the catches to the song, besides free, 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 they actually talked about uh, when you book a cruise, you could get like a whole bunch of things for free, like free open bar, free Wi-Fi, free whatever, free like uh, those uh, dinings, all that stuff. So uh, that's what the song was. Uh, it, was written for i guess i don't know but yeah it's a, it's a very catching song i mean man i can't wait for the cruise industry to reopen when was the last time you guys went on a cruise 
Um, it's been a year or two, bro. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so was I. But uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that industry just gets back. Uh, it, it will. It's just a matter of time. I don't know when. I mean, I had a bunch of friends, you know, cancel their trip or well, not trip. You know, the the cruise line canceled their trips because you know of COVID. And man, I can't wait for this to uh, get all bounce back, bounce, bounce it all back, bring the cruise back. You getting a vaccine? Uh, the vaccine. So uh, I know some uh, personal friends of mine are in the healthcare industry and uh, they got the vaccine and, uh, you know, you know, they just got it just to be covered, but they were a little skeptical at first, you know, but uh, I, I just, I, I joke with them and, you know, I, I, I got to turn a little positive into the, into the thing. I was like, oh, so the arm is saw. So, you know, that the, the, extra arm is going to grow out of your arm. You know, that DNA is being altered and all that stuff. And of course, stop it. Don't make me nervous. You know, all that. But I don't know. I just, I like to try to make a humor out of it, but uh, yeah, let's see how well our uh, friends will do. And uh, eventually, you know, possibly I'll get it. I mean, I'm not going to run out and get it now. I mean, I won't qualify for it because I'm not a frontline employee or frontline worker. I'm not, you know, EMT doctor or anything like that, but, uh, or I'm not elderly. Speaking of, speaking of what is your opinion, Vax? You know, with Florida being doing the uh, vaccine for elderly and frontline employees or workers, mm-hmm. state of New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this. I think it's New Jersey. Smokers, smokers will be considered high risk, folks, and they'll qualify to get the vaccine. Did you hear that? I don't know. I don't know, man. Like it's. It's crazy, bro. Like, I, I wish the media would just shut up and keep their uh, big mouths out of stuff because if the vaccine really works, half of America is afraid because of the naysayers. And if it doesn't work, half of, of America is afraid <laughs> because of what was told about the vaccine. So I don't know, man. Smokers, elder elderly people. I don't know, bro. Like, I'm just at a loss for words with this vaccine thing. I got a couple of family members that got it. They, they still kick in. They still here. So okay, I don't well, know, but they, did, but they just got it. Yeah. Just give it more time. And you know what they're saying? The people that got it, that got it, uh, was it last month for right before Christmas, whenever the vaccine started rolling out, some of those folks are not coming back for their follow-up, which kind of, yeah, yeah it's kind of discourages me a little bit because if somebody really wants the vaccine and they can't follow up, for their second vaccine, you know, it kind of be, I don't know what happens. I don't know if you don't get the full effect of it or for it to work, you have to have the first and second. I don't know the logistics or how the vaccine works, but some people are not showing up for their second vaccine, which I think is kind of messed up because if you know, you're not going to show up for your second vaccine, then why even get the first vaccine? I don't know. It's just a little mind. I don't know why you need two vaccines anyways. I'm not a chemist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I don't understand it, but I wish they could, they could do it all in one and get it over with because you're going to get a ton of people are not going to follow up on their second vaccine. So, I mean, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show. I'm doing the hepatitis vaccine through my employer. I was, uh, it was suggested that I should get it. And of course I, I got it and I had to go by clockwork. I had to do uh, the first one. I got the first one initially. Then I got the next one, I think it's 30 days w- uh, later. And they told me, you know, be very close to the 30 day mark, but this is the date. And I had to go to a local Publix and uh, which is a grocery store chain here in Florida. And uh, then I get my last th- dose uh, six months from that date. I have the date written down sometime in the spring for me, but uh 
Yeah, I mean, you know, what's the point of going to get your vaccine and you don't follow up for your second, third, fourth, whatever dose is required? Why don't people do that? It's beyond me. I don't know. You know, people be half-assed and stuff, so maybe they just said, let me just get a little bit of the vaccine in me. But I heard that the Pfizer was the best one. I don't know. They said Pfizer is the best one, but I don't know how do you tell if you're getting Pfizer or Moderna. I don't know. Like, they say, if you're going to get one, get the Pfizer. <laughs> get the Pfizer one. Yeah, that's what they said. I saw a meme. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to pull it up right now. Have faith in the Pfizer vaccine. Don't forget, they made Viagra. If they could raise the dead, they could save the living. <laughs> <laughs> raise the dead raise the dead <laughs> yeah I, I get it i seen that one too but i believe it though so i mean maybe pfizer maybe which one which one is the better one they said like one is like more effective than the other what do you recall which one it was because i can't remember i don't know which they're one saying, they're saying pfizer the pfizer so the moderna one was first wasn't it and it's funny how it came yeah. out it's like Oh, it's, I'm making up the number. I'm not, you know, it's, it's not, I don't know how accurate this number is that I'm going to just, I'm throwing a number out there, but, oh, it's like 94% effective. And then the other company will say uh, uh, the uh, Pfizer vaccine came out. Oh, we're 96% effective. Like, man, were they upping it? And then Johnson Johnson will come out with theirs like, oh, 99% effective. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. rabbit season, duck season. Rabbit season, you know, like that. <laughs> Always one upping yeah. the other one. But yeah, so yeah, I found the article. It's out of the New York Times. And it says here, smokers in New Jersey are now eligible for the vaccine. No proof needed. So they said New Jersey is the only two states that is uh, including smoking and high-risk medical conditions that make people eligible for the COVID-19 vac- vaccination. Okay. Faced with soaring <clears throat> rates of coronavirus infections, and more doses of vaccines in freezers than the arms, New Jersey officials made the calculated choice. They opened the floodgates of the vaccine eligibility on Thursday, when this article was written, about 4.5 million additional residents, those 65 and older uh, are older and younger with people underlying health problems, including cancer, heart problems, okay, and diabetes. I get that. Diseases can lead to severe complications like COVID-19. As part of the expansion, New Jersey also became the the second state in the country to open vaccinations to other high-risk groups, such as smokers. As the rule of COVID-19 vaccinations all uh, in New Jersey, no documentation or, uh, or underlying health condition is required. So if you're a smoker, you're considered high-risk. So somebody like me, who's a non-smoker, that really wants it, technically... Well, you don't need documentation, but technically I don't qualify for it, which is kind of weird mm. because if you're a smoker, you don't really care. You know, you just, you don't care. You're destroying your lungs. You don't care. You know, you, you're so addicted to your nicotine, you just, you just don't care. And you're already, you know, it's going to cause health issues in the future. Yeah. So I'm sorry about all the uh, hate that I'm saying about smoking, but yeah, smoking's bad for you. Look it up. But, you know, (laughs) but, you know, it's just not fair to somebody that's, uh, you know, that really wants it and they're, you know, keeping themselves clean. And, okay, I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, bro. Like, we're going to see, man, hopefully sooner than later, man, this thing will be eradicated. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. I hopefully this is going to be all gone real quick, uh, you know, but the time they did the math on that. So if they, at the rate that they're get, doing the vaccinations right now, they said it won't, uh, they won't be like up to like 
half or 75% to like the end of the year, or I, it was some sort of math that they actually came out with. It was like, well, then they better step this up and get more people to start jabbing more arms because I want to get done wearing this mask. I want to get done the social distancing and uh, all these uh, plexiglass everywhere. And it just feels like we're in a little cage. Speaking of cage, how's your album coming <laughs> out? Uh, everything's going good, bro. You know, like cages got about 20 something thousand streams around the world. Like it's going good, man. We're going to see what happens. Awesome. I just made that transition from COVID-19 to caged, but yes, <laughs> but in that, yeah, in we, that, we do feel caged though. So. It does. I mean, when we went out to breakfast yesterday morning, we went to a, a national chain uh, breakfast place and you know, my wife at one point now see, keep in mind the kind of weekend that I had jumping back to the beginning of the show, the kind of weekend that I had, I felt like I just was, dirty you know what i mean the, the type of the place that we stayed at and it just wasn't my type of a uh, place to put my head down at night and so my mind was just like oh my god everything's dirty around me oh my god you know people put their face masks on the uh, table and i just feel all the germs you know it's like it's my mind was played with over the weekend so i'm sitting at the table and we got a booth and my wife is sitting across to me and my two kids were you know across from each other you know sitting next to me and then my daughter was across the way and then next to me, my wife says Babe, what is that over your left shoulder or right shoulder? I was like, uh, what? And I slowly turned around and, and it was an actual screw. It looked like a roach, but the screw holding in the plexiglass to keep the booth separated. It looked like a freaking roach, and it kind of skewed me out a little bit. I knew what it was. I looked at it and said, babe, that's a, that's a uh, screw. It happened to be black. That's a, I guess they painted it or whatever. But it, from the distance from where she was sitting, she thought it was a freaking cockroach you know, walking behind my shoulder, and then it kind of like skewed me out, and I kind of lost my appetite at that yesterday morning. <laughs> a screw. <laughs> it was a screw. But you know what? Yes. It was just a stupid plexiglass holder. But it makes me wonder if when when if and when this ever goes away, are we ever going to get back to normal life? Are they still going to require masks, even if they lift the mask mandate? Do you think people are going to still walk around with masks? I think so. I think uh, it's, it's ingrained in our mental and our psyche just to be a little bit cleaner and just cover our face when we're around a lot of people. Uh, man, I just hope this is not going to be the new future lifestyle and hopefully uh, this will get eradicated and and uh, you know get back to somewhat normalcy and you know yes and, and, and I said this on the on the show plenty of times I hate the mask I hate it I don't want to wear it but I still wear it but it does prevent me from going out more than I'm than I normally would you know if I don't if I don't have to be there I want to go you know what I mean but, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't have to take care, take care of business over the weekend for my wife. You know, I wouldn't have gone to Orlando for the weekend. So, but, yeah, it was plexiglass and looked like a cockroach, but it was just a screw screwed into the back of the booth holding the plexiglass in place. So, all right, uh -huh. Bex, do you have any final words before we shut down the show? Ah, uh, man, no final words. Today was a cool show. I've been real solemn today. A little tired, man. Yeah, you sound it. Back to the yeah, grind tomorrow. Back to the grind tomorrow. We all yes, had sir. no school, no work today because of MLK Day. I yeah. need this. I need this uplifting song here. 
This is the, one of the other songs that uh, you put together. Yes, sir. I like this. Yeah. Sounds like some disco. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. We will catch you on the next episode. All right, Bax. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody, thank you. And have a great day, evening, nighttime, whatever. Roger that. All right. See ya. <laughs> this is a production of the AJ Podcast Network.